Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, it's the Fact Podcast with the Fact Boys, bringing all the noise of the facts to you once again for another week. My name's Dan, three from me this week, as normal. Uh, the stuff about Burger King, about the Simpsons saving lives, and also why Kim Kardashian hates Zafs. Connor is here. What have you got for us, Con? Three facts, as always. Three good facts this week as well. We're going to talk about staircases and why they're the way they are. Also, a smell, and there's a name for it, and cows. Well, I'm happy that you've got good facts, as opposed to the last couple of years when you've had bad facts. Mark is also here. What have you got? This week, I'll keep it simple for you. Planes, popes, and phrases. <laughs> there you go. Three Ps. Let's get started. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Whether they are worth sharing or whether they're worth being just chucked away into the bin of forgotten nonsense. We scour the internet, we scour the books. Connor scours the first page of Google, so you do not have to. Now, you can follow us on YouTube. We've got some cracking videos on there. Baffled Podcast on YouTube. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and we're on uh, TikTok as per. Uh, Let's start it off this week with Connor. Go for it. Good facts. Okay, so you know the smell of rain? You know that like rain smell whenever it's pouring it down with rain? I do, yes. I love the smell of rain. There's a name of that smell. It's actually a a thing. It actually exists. It's not just, oh, that rain smell. It's called a petrichor. Sorry, it's called petrichor. a what? Petrichor. Petrichor. Well, firstly, when I said it to myself, I, I pronounced it Parisha. And then I thought, probably not Parisha. Pericor. Then I tried to get Google to say it to me on my phone and they got it wrong. So I've gone for Pericor. No, no, there's a T. Petricor. Why? Petricor. Why, why have you needed four different versions of help for you to pronounce something it which could is be written quite phonetically? Petrichor. Petricor. 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 So yeah, a few options. Um, or of course Patricia. As, yeah, as Patricia. Yeah. But I think Petricor is the best guess that we can go for there. And that's the smell when it rains. It's the delicious smell. Uh, it's really good. But I, I don't know if anyone actually knows 
how it's made. Can you explain more? What? Why how things smell when it? Yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's just like a dampness of the outside. It's like a like when you get dampness in that in in the house. Um, that's the best way that they explained it. It's just wet. It's just things becoming wet. It's but kind it of that smell. Smells better than damp. Like yeah. damp is it a does. horrible smell. Like damp is just. Ugh. That's because dampness usually will, will obviously happen in like a room and it will be warm, it will be very humid, there'll be like a dampness that reacts with the water, it creates a horrible kind of off smell. Whereas this is fresh, you know, fresh rain. It's fresh, it's outside, it's with oxygen, it's with air, it's good. So it's called Petricor for those that didn't know. There has to be more than it just being damp because it's not all the time when it rains, it does smell of it. It's only in very specific places at specific times. Yeah, like, but has to, to be, be a reason. Like, what is it that the rain's hitting? Of course, but to be completely honest with you, Dan, I mean, you've done the podcast for two years. We come under the category of comedy on the um, on the podcast chart. So who really gives a f***? Not many. Maybe you. But we don't really care. <laughs> oh, no, no, we just care I, about the name. No, we just care about no, the name. No, I, I, I disagree. I think that you are doing our listeners a disservice there. People I think care. They care. I think you've given, that, you've given them half a sandwich. Nah. Two slices of bread to make the sandwich. You've given us the name, but you've not actually explained why. You're the guy who does the Explains podcast. If I start breaking down, Poorly. following Poorly. on from Petricor, you know, how, how, how rain creates the smell when the rain hits the con... We don't care. We don't care. We just want to laugh at the name. Petricor. Brilliant. But why, why is that funny? Why is the name of it funny? Because the fact they've even created a name for it is funny enough. It's just rain. But this is what I mean. The fact they've created a name for it must mean that there is something specific about this okay. rain smell yeah, no, and why it's being No made. problem. I'll give you the answer. No problem. I'll give you the answer. I've got it here. So because you're so desperate for it, Dan, and you know, this will really increase the podcast ratings for us. Um, it's caused by water from the rain along with certain compounds like ozone, geosmin, and plant oils, and in soil. So when it rains, these compounds are released into the air to add the earthy smell of petrichor. There we go. See, that's a, that was like two seconds of a sentence. Yeah, but isn't it boring? Just, like, who no, cares? I find it's that not quite boring. interesting. It's not boring. The, the, the way that you said it was boring, your job here is to sell the fact. That's what we're here for. Look, it's a great fact. Listen to me. Make it jazzy. The average, sell the sizzle, not the sausage. The average person just walking around who is just like, you know, chilling out and listening to this podcast, maybe on the way to work, all they care about is the fact that rain landing on concrete is called petrichor. They do not care about... Geosmin, plant oils and ozone. No, but I think if you said the rain smells so good because it mixes with ozone and then like the soil when it hits it, I think that's more interesting. I'm going to remember that rather than petrichor. I'll be honest. (sighs) Look, so it's very hard to describe that smell, but you know it when you have it. It's the smell of a, a warm June day if you're here in the UK. When you're out... At about seven o'clock, maybe you're going for beers with your mates. You've just finished work for the day. You're escaping for a little cheeky Wednesday drink. It's wine Wednesdays. It's been raining during the day. The sun's finally come out. It's beckoned you to come outside. That smell that you get. That is made because the ozone in the rain reacts with the soil. It's the only time you can smell that smell. You have, See, that's how you do it. No, 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 no. That's, that's not how, how you, you do it. it. You have made you. That is possibly the most boring way to announce a fact. I mean, what did you just call it? Wine Wednesdays. Is that what you just used as a script? Yeah. 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 All right, mate. Well, there you, you go. Need, well, you we've, need, we've both well, delivered you know, it, and they both got the same fact. So you need to know the demographic of people that listen to the show. They love a wine Wednesday because they have proper jobs, Connor. Not like you and us. We mm. finish work at like one o'clock. People that finish at five, they want to sneak out early. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For okay. Tuesday, Tuesdays or Thursday, Thursdays. Feel good Fridays. Wow. 
basically That's what it's name a day and you can have a drink. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't figure out one for Monday. Miserable Monday, therefore you need to drink, obviously. Miserable, no, no, it's mild Mondays because you have like two or three. You're not getting pissed. It's a mild Monday. That's what it is. Mild. Just mild. Moderation or Monday. You, yeah, yeah, mild. You might be confused with <sighs> drinking that old man drink. Such a, that stout drink. Such a dad, aren't you, that goes on a camper van holiday once a year. Just like, Moderation Monday, young boy. Moderation Monday. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. There's a reason that most aeroplanes are the same base colour. White planes are lighter than darker planes. Ooh. So is it like a signal, is it, for for people? Is it to identify? Oh, oh. so do you mean lighter as in... Lighter by as mass. in by weight. Yeah, yes. yeah. So right, okay. is it a signal then for, for, for some reason? Is it to allow people to know that that plane's lighter and heavier than another plane? No, so no, it basically it's just... Yeah, I, I think you're thinking too much into this. It purely is the fact that... The extra weight that painting your plane dark. Uh, so let's say you use a dark blue or a dark or, or a black paint on your aeroplane, right? You're basically adding the weight of about eight passengers because of the extra pigments in the paint. Therefore, planes will paint themselves white or planes won't do it. People will obviously do it. Uh, they'll get painted white because then they're lighter and they'll use less fuel. So it's cheaper to run that plane across the year. Mm. I didn't I in my mind, not that I think I'm being stupid here, but I thought it might have been do, due to landing. So like when there's an airport and there's like a control tower, they're able to see maybe a heavier plane coming into land than a lighter plane and whether that played a part in the airports. That was where my mind went. I I, I can I can see the logic, but for once I genuinely think you're thinking too much into this. Me? Which is quite impressive for you. I know. I can't believe that your brain has gone beyond levels which is actually needed. It's the petrichor fact. It's warmed me up, I think. Yeah, it's got me ready for today, big time. Nice. That's quite cool. Warmed you up like a nice warm summer's night when the rain has hit the soil and it's released that lovely smell into the air. What's interesting is that how they decide how much paint to put on the plane. Because you'll have some coloured planes that have designs, like uh, things like your fairly cheap package holidays, like Tui or Fly B, their planes are normally blue, I remember. EasyJet have a stroke of yellow. Like, How do they decide? How much weight to have on? Yeah, that? I think I think it's you know it's it's that uh, <laughs> that decision between weight and branding, isn't it? But if you look at you know EasyJet for example, it's still a base of white. Flyby plane still a base of white. British Airways still a base of white. So most planes will paint themselves white and then put the stuff on top. Uh, the other thing that should be worth said is that obviously not painting it white would also not add um, extra weight to it. However, the reason they need to do that is because if they didn't, then basically the cost of offset and the corrosion they'd get by not painting it then starts outweighing the cost of more fuel, so it doesn't make it worth it. So that's why it's white rather than not painted. If anybody's listening right now, anywhere in the world, and for the last like minute, minute and a half of Dan and Mark's conversation, you kind of lost your head a little bit. You were kind of like, don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be into, into this, because Dan finds painting interesting of planes. Please stay tuned, because we have a... Whole episode here. I tell you what. Right, you came here moaning about your bloody soil. What a grumpy goose we've got today. I'm in a fantastic mood. I'm in a fantastic mood. Podcast. You're judging the audience, thinking that they're so thick they don't even care about these things. No, we're on a fact podcast. I am in a fantastic mood with a vegan galaxy hot chocolate right now as I do this. Right, but the painting of the plane isn't interesting. What's interesting is the bit that Mark said that it just signifies weight. That's the interesting bit. Brilliant. It doesn't signify weight. You're the one that keeps putting this idea that it signifies <laughs> weight in it. 
It's just lighter. It's as simple as that. There's less pigments in the paint. It's lighter. Saves the equivalent of about eight passengers. So what you're trying to get at is I've completely misunderstood the fact. I'm the dickhead and I should probably shut up. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think, yeah, it's probably, it's just, probably what's happened. It just means they use less fuel, so it's cheaper and it's more efficient. What about how that signifies planes coming into land, though? Does it does it let the control I mean, yeah, sometimes they look at it and go, oh, hang on, let, let me get out my paint <laughs> scale. Let me see how, let me see where this is on the uh, on the dark to light measure. Do hmm. a few more, do a few more laps of Heathrow. Connor, how's your vegan hot chocolate? Oh, really good, actually, man. I actually prefer it to the full full normal galaxy. So this is my new fave, vegan. It's, it's, it's got soya in it and I like soya, so I'm here for it. Time for my first fact of the show. In 2009, Burger King ran a campaign but had to be cancelled very quickly because they were accused of bullying by Facebook. No way. Really? Facebook? Facebook kicking up a fuss? Never. But always getting political again. Burger King ran a campaign called the Whopper Sacrifice Campaign, which gave a free burger, a free Whopper, to anyone who could prove they had deleted 10 friends on Facebook. That was the sacrifice for their Whopper. Now, a lot of people were trying to game the system. They would make... Facebook groups, which were fairly big at the time, and you would add people on the groups and then delete them so you were never really friends, but you just proved so you could get the free Whopper. The hitch in the system, though, the fly in the ointment, Facebook suspended the program because not only did you cancel the friends and delete them, but Burger King was also letting the friends that you had cancelled know that they had been deleted for a free burger. No way. You can understand Facebook's irritation. I, I, I completely see it. I mean, it's a bit mental, isn't it? When you actually think about what they're asking people to do in order to get free food. Like, it's... You can get where Facebook's coming from. I don't understand these big groups where they're like, let's create a group and then we're going to add people we don't know and then delete people. I'll be honest with you. I could bin off 10 people right now for a free Whopper. I'm still... I don't need a group. Then I could go through my list, bin 10 straight away. I'm still Wouldn't sh- even care. Yeah. I'm Wouldn't still struggling this. to really understand like the incentive as to why they incorporated Facebook into this to get the well, Whopper. So was, I can't really understand so this why was, this is a thing. Well, this is 2009, which is probably the height of... It's around the real height of Facebook, so there's that. Also, it's almost free marketing because... The PR that you generate by people deleting things on Facebook and talking about it kind of saves you a lot of the cost of actually advertising on Facebook. It's doing it himself. And I guess it's a, a slightly creative idea. Uh, yeah, but Facebook had to stop it because Burger King were alerting people, letting them know that they'd been dropped for a burger. I want to throw a big old spanner in the works right now, but I absolutely hate Burger King. I think it's the worst fast food of all the fast foods. And yeah, I'm kind of with you. Sponsored I'm, by Burger King. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had one. Uh, well, I think like their vegan Whopper is actually very good. No, their vegan Royale is very good. But back in the day when I would eat meat, it would be McDonald's, KFC, Burger King, way down. Yeah. Because the chips were just tried. But then, okay, and they yes. were massively overpriced as well. So you like the vegan Whopper? Yes, but have you had the McPlant yet at McDonald's? Because that shit is sensational. Uh, yeah, pretty good. I just don't really go into McDonald's anymore. Oh, no, I believe that was actually the tagline they were going to go for originally. What? The McPlant. That shit is sensational. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good it is sensational because vegan cheese usually tastes like vomit. So I quite enjoy McPlants. Yeah. That, that's what's in your hot chocolate, mate. Connor, once again, give us one line of a fact that you simply haven't researched anything more and then you're going to have a go at us for asking you any questions because we're interested. Okay, so a spiral staircase spins in a direction and it depends on which end you are defending that signified why the spiral staircase would go in the direction 
it does go in. Okay, so we go we go back in the day right now. So all knights were right-handed back in the day. So if you were defending the top of a tower, the staircase leading up rotates to the right or clockwise so that the attacker coming from the bottom has to make a continuous right turn. It's very hard for an attacking knight to strike around a right-hand corner with his right hand while defending with the shield in his left hand. Okay. So that makes a lot more sense. Originally, when you said the first line of that, Dan and I just looked at each other with this complex, confused look of what the heck is he going on about. We got there. We got there. Genuinely interesting. Yeah, so it's just spiral cases just spin in a direction depending on which end, top or bottom, you are defending. So that's kind of the biggest thing there. But yeah, it's because a lot of the knights way back in the day were right-handed, so they had to kind of think about that when they were making stairs. (sighs) It's one of those facts that you do wonder about, you know? You know those facts where you think, is it too cute a story to be real? Well, think about it. So... It's very easy for the defending knight at the top to strike around the left-hand corner with his right hand holding a shield in his left hand. Whereas if you swap that, yeah. it, would, it, it, it wouldn't work. It, 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 it would work. No, I but get it. it. They'll be coming up in a clockwise direction, which means they're holding the left, which means when they arrive, they're spinning out to their right and it kind of throws them and it makes it easier for the, uh, the defendant rather than the attacker. I get that. My point is, is, is it just too cute a story? Maybe. Maybe it is a cuter story. I don't know. But there's a part of me where it makes sense. I, I agree, but I was kind of in my mind thinking, no, this does make sense to me. I understand this. Oh, no, it, yeah. it does make sense. You just, you just wonder. Sometimes with these facts from way back, you think, has, uh, has just someone made it up because that's what they think? And then over the last few years, it's gone down into folklore? Well, it actually says that the same is true for spiral staircases that lead down, if they were to go down into a basement from the main entrance level, except that the stairs rotate in the opposite direction so that you can defend the bottom. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's something where you need to believe it if you want or do do your own kind of research on it. I think it makes sense, really. But yeah. Those yeah, are the I, three I, big... I can, I can understand. It's Father Christmas. Yeah. Father Christmas God and then the way spiral staircases turn. Absolutely. Those three big beliefs you have to do. Sorry, Mark, you were saying? No, I, I, I can understand it. I can understand some clever war general somewhere saying we must build towers this way and we must build things down to basements this way. I, I can understand. See, this is what happened. But this is way back. This is back before war generals. This is, you know, knights defending their own well, yeah, castle. Yeah, but still someone's in charge of the knights. See, this is what happens here on Baffled, right? When I bring a fact that's actually quite like, oh, sh- it's actually a pretty good fact. It throws you two massively. I can see it. You're like, oh, hold on a minute. He's given us... not used to it. Yeah. Whereas when I actually give you something like, you know, nerdle with toothbrushes and petrichor for the smell of rain, then you're full of life. You're full of energy. You're ready to give me some. Now you're like, oh, shit, yeah, that's actually pretty good, yeah. No, no, well, not necessarily. It's just, I just, I just, I want you to... I want you to be curious, Connor. I want you to research. I want you to come up with a fact, be hit by the roadblock of why is this and not think, oh, I don't care. I want you to take another one-minute Google. Hit by Roblox, play a game of FIFA. It, yeah. You still play FIFA? Yeah, That's love it. Yeah, yeah. Every night, five games, three and a half hours. Brilliant. You must be the only one left. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. The Pope isn't actually officially the Pope. Oh, this is a fact that's got Connor's name written nowhere near it. Nowhere so, near it. The Pope's proper title is actually 
Bishop of Rome, Vicar of Jesus Christ, Successor of the Prince of the Apostles, Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church, Primate of Italy, Archbishop and Metropolitan of the Roman Province, Sovereign of the State of Vatican City, Servant of the Servants of God. Pope is not actually in his title at all. Dan? But he, but he is called the Pope though, isn't it? But everyone all around the world calls him the Pope though. Dan? Yeah, the, the Pope is essentially the colloquial term that comes from the Italian for Papa. Dan? Are you like a little bit where my my head is? A little bit in admittance? Were you a little bit like ugh, you know, like not at Mark, just more at the kind of concept of of course there's a shorter name, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Some of the... It, it's very hard to fit on like a a, a news name tag, isn't it? When he's, <laughs> you know, t- today the uh, Pope benedict or whatever he's called nowadays said this and then like his name comes up and underneath is just bishop of rome vicar of jesus christ accessible it's not easy to fit on is it do you know what i am really interested by though where pope come from do we know like why that was used the pope so it comes from um so the italian word papa was basically the colloquial term that they used to use for the pope and that is where pope has come nice yeah it's good fact it's interesting was there was there primate of italy in there uh yes so uh Basically, Primates. it's a lot of titles, all things. So, Bishop of Rome, Vicar yeah. of Jesus Christ, Successor sure. of the Prince of the Apostles, Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church, Primate of Italy, Archbishop and Metropolitan no. of the Roman Province, Sovereign the- of the State of Vatican City, Servant of the Servants of God. Can I just, can I just sorry, before, okay. Dan, before you speak, just... Just Mark, please. We just not again. Like just, just so you know, we are good for <laughs> so that you don't whole want thing. To say Bishop of Rome, Vicar of Jesus. <laughs> No, we're not doing this. So, okay, just a few. My question is, why primate of Italy? I don't really understand that. Isn't primate a dinosaur? No, no. Uh, a no, primate, primate is like, like so an ape, like a gorilla. Yeah, so, it, so it's not to do with monkeys. A primate is the head or the primus, the first one of uh, a region of the world. So he is explain the first or the head of Italy is basically what it stands for. M- look, you can you can think what you want about the Catholic Church. They're known for having a lot of gold and, and you know doing things with great splendor. Why does he need all of those titles? Why? Why all of them? Because they all mean something slightly different. So yeah, but take but we know who Italy, it is. That basically we know means who that he is, is the though. number one cardinal in Italy. Which yeah, is but stupid that's, but that's he's the number one in the world. That's that's but, the point. Don't need that. Scratch that. Don't need it. Look, it, look. If you believe, if you believe it, fine. Vicar of Jesus is probably your top tier. That's probably what you want. Descendant of Saint. Yeah, Vicar of Jesus Peter Christ, of servant of the servants of God. I think at that point, fine. Cut it. Knock that's it pretty knock much it the on the head after that. Papa and Popey. and this one, Supreme Pontiff of the Universal Church. I mean, that's probably just got everything in there, isn't it? I might start calling myself Papa. Sure, go for it. Papa, no one will care. Pa- pa- Papa Simo. Oh, I quite like that. Right, second fact of the show for me. Uh, does anyone remember the Simpsons episode, Homer at Bat, which was when... Homer was part of a softball league. Do you remember this episode? Yeah, I remember this episode. Connor, do you remember the episode where Homer was part of a softball league? I never used to watch The Simpsons, so no. Right, so that explains a lot. Homer was part of a softball league made up, um, a team rather, for people who he worked with at the nuclear power plant. Effectively what happens is Mr Burns, who runs the power plant, wants to win to such an extent that he hires in a lot of professional ringers. Anyway, it's by the by. That episode has been credited with saving many lives because of a poster that was on a wall in the episode. Homer is eating a donut. He has a little bit of a... Almost chokes on it. Behind him, the gag is, there's a poster of the Heimlich manoeuvre, which you might know is when you clench your two fists together 
you wrap it around someone, you give them a squeeze and it forces the air to bring up whatever is choking someone. Um, people have seen that poster and learn how to save someone's life and how to stop someone from choking simply because of what they've seen on an episode of The Simpsons. <sighs> Sorry. I mean, that's a response. That's a response. That's a Homer Simpson um, response. Um, I, isn't there a lot about The Simpsons too, about the predictions that they've also made, like yeah, linking into this? Again. Is that like... I'm a bit... Yeah, so they predicted... Donald Trump being president, I think they have predicted a few things. Many different things. The, the, the argument with this is, is they've done, you know, a billion episodes or something. So if you look hard enough, you can find what you want. And I think quite a lot of it is bullshit. Just quite a lot of it's things that people see and then uh, don't see or think people think are made up. And now it's become a bit of an old wives' tale where people are feeding into that. So where's the, um, where's the actual myth. proof then that that has saved lives? Like, how do we know 100%? Well, well, well a few people. Uh, in May 1992, uh, Chris Bensky was able to save his brother's life because he saw the picture of the Heimlich manoeuvre and figured out how to do it from the episode. In 2007, a guy called Aidan Bateman was able to save his friend Alex Hardy's life by doing it the same. So the people who have said, oh, my, like, how have you done this? How do you know how to do the Heimlich manoeuvre? And they would said, well, I saw it on a poster in an episode of The Simpsons. Wow. It's pretty cool, though, isn't it? Like, when you actually think about it, it's pretty cool, the fact that... But they do this quite a lot now. It's... This is me getting... This is the sort of articles I read. You get Dan and Mark reading science articles. Here's me. They, 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 there's a thing. I don't know what it's actually called. There is a term for it. But they use quite a lot of educational things within kids' shows to implement it in a way where kids will learn it without actually teaching them it. So it's like a repetition of an action or, or things happening and it teaches a kid about something without actually saying, go do this. Oh, yeah, I think, that, well, I think that's always been the case right through from Sesame Street and Blue's Clues right the way through to, you know, Don't Do Drugs episodes of Saved by the Bell or whatever it was. So, so Connor, you didn't watch The Simpsons. What, what shows would you watch when you came home from school? I was a huge Rugrats lover. Huge Rugrats. Okay, yeah. And straight into like, when I got a bit older, Spongebob. And I just want to throw it out there. If you watch Spongebob now as an adult, I encourage you to do it. There is so many crazy innuendos there as an adult that you'll understand that you never, ever would have understood when you were a kid, ever. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with Spongebob, but just the guy must have been high every time he wrote an episode because it's just so, just so ludicrous. Well, okay, there you go. Uh, the Simpsons saves lives and maybe predicts the future. Push Your Peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by What Bike. Join me, Louise Minchin, and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits. Whether you're an elite or everyday athlete, it can be hard to continually progress. How do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you go to find that inner drive? Tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter how big or small you can find us wherever you got this podcast just search push your peak you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewelry whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection blue nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. 
BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just before we crack on with our third set of episodes this week, third and final, uh, just another prod towards the YouTube channel, Baffle Podcast. We're on there. You can see videos from our guest fest month. When we had Ty Verdes, we had Paul Chowdhury, we had Sonny J from Capital on the radio, we had Ethan Lawrence from Afterlife. Uh, videos of all of them in the studio with us on there. Uh, we're at Baffle Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to say hello, and you can always get in touch, info at bafflepod.com as well on the emails. Connor, last fact of the show make it a big old doozy, please. Cows. The animals, they have best friends and they get very stressed out when they are separated. Is this just you telling us that you're best friends with a cow? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we have a good chat. Every Tuesday we catch up for an hour. I love the fact Moves that you had to... More like, stop it. That you had to... Christ. Like, confirm what a cow was. Cows. The animal. Yeah. <laughs> that one really sliced in what Mark just done, didn't it? Now That was... Terrible. What, what, uh, what moves? Yeah, or, or I mean, really, really quite what, like bottom of the barrel, really, isn't it? It's a shame. You wonder how we have listeners. Um, but yeah, so there's a big, it's a lot of the time as well, farmers that have come out and people that farm cows and look after cows that have actually noticed this change in personality in a cow. I guess it's kind of like the situation with a dog. You know, they always say a man's best friend. When my dog, who sadly passed away, when my dad was in the room, he was always very different to when my dad wasn't in presence you know there was a big difference in his personality i guess it's just the same situation just the cows are friends as opposed to a human and a cow but what's weird is that they don't really talk to each other do they so how, how do you know uh, why they're your mate like with the dog and your dad it's easy because your dad's probably the one that feeds him most of the time your dad's probably the one that takes him on walk quite a lot of the time it's easy why an attachment has been made there why is a cow Mates with another cow. What are they bringing to each well, other's lives? It says here, it says, not only are cows more calm when they're around the buddy, they're actually smarter too. So it was in 2014 that a study was taken out and oh. researchers from the University of British Columbia found that young calves that live alone perform worse on tasks of cognitive skill than those that actually live with a buddy in their pen. And how much of that did you understand? What do you mean? That sentence you just read. Oh, no, no, I understand sentence. it. I understand it. And one of the tests as well made me laugh. The, they included Y-shaped mazes with a white bottle on one end and a black bottle on the other. At first, the white bottle had milk and the black bottle was empty and then calves together was able to identify the milk. I'm surprised that you stuck with this fact long enough to care about that because normally when there's a science experiment that gets brought up, 
like testing how much cows are mates with each other, you wouldn't give that the time of day. I quite liked, you know what I'm like, the idea of two cows being buddies. Yeah, I was like, this is a real kind of fact. I'm going to spend some good quality time researching this. But as for the history of war and things like that, nah. Nah. <laughs> you had an allotted amount of attention span. Why are cows friends? That's, that's what you dedicated your time absolutely. to. Absolutely. All right then, Mark, give us your last fact of the show. The phrase waking up on the wrong side of the bed originates from the Romans. They uh, were very superstitious and believed that positive forces awaited you if you got up on the right side, the literal right side of the bed. But if you got up on the left side, then you'd be waking up with bad energy. That is where the phrase waking up on the wrong side of the bed comes from. I don't know if I ever needed that clarified, you know. Because, like, it's fairly self-explanatory, isn't it? Did you fairly... know it came from the Romans? Well, no, I would have thought about something way back. I don't need to wake up on a certain side to feel like shit. Sometimes I do just wake up and I feel so... Like, this morning was a good example. I woke up and I, I felt like a lorry had rammed into my forehead and my body had been trampled on by a herd of sheep. I felt awful. Like, dog Then I woke up the day before, felt great. happens when your best mates with a cow. Yeah. Lack of, uh, lack of water. I feel I'm a bit dehydrated. <laughs> You're missing here on the video. Connor just... He's having a nice glug of H2O now and he kind of cheersed it to the camera like he had discovered some secret that we all need to get involved in, drinking water. I just don't think that I needed, you know, the backstory of, of course, it probably stems from people thinking that if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, you're an idiot or something. Interesting. Okay, that's the origin of the phrase. Origin of the phrase. (laughs) A phrase that we needed the origin for as well, Mark. So thank you. Last fact of the show. Do you remember what a zarf is, Connor? This is uh, something we've had on the show before. A zarf? Z-A-R-F. No, mate. Absolutely no idea. It's been a fact. Mark, do you remember what a zarf is? No. All I can get in my head when you say zarf is jams. That's all I've got in my head right now, so no. A zarf is the little cardboard sleeve that your takeaway coffee comes in. Ah, okay. right. Remember that? Yeah, that reduces the heat on your hands. Yeah. Well, Kim Kardashian hates Zafs so much she employs someone to take it off for her. She has to leave the room. Sorry. Come on. Yeah. No, it's not a thing. Again. Come the f off. PR stunt. You reckon? To be fair, the only PR this has got her is it was included in a crap magazine I found, and it's been in this podcast. I mean, it's not the. I think it, maybe it's her. Just oh, how can I be? How can I be a little bit more kooky today? How can I be more interesting? And because they're so uninteresting, they think the way to make themselves interesting is to think, oh, I hate the sound of a, a, a zarf being removed from a coffee cup, so I have to employ someone to take it off. The, the screeching is an annoying sound, though, you know? I think it's that less... An annoying sound. I think it's the thing that's kind of got me there is, is less of she's employed somebody to take it off. It's probably just her PA that's with her 24-7 that just does it for her. I can't imagine she put yeah, out, fine. like, a job role for it, you know? I think that's f***ing mental, to be honest, but... I get that, like... Some people dislike stuff, but to literally have, like, as Connor said, it's going to be someone that's obviously already employed rather than just for that. But still, to get someone else to physically take it off you and want to leave the room because it's so bad, no, come the f off. It feels like that's the he- not yeah. a thing. It feels like the headline for this is personal assistant does work for celebrity person. That's a bit weird. I, I mean, I'm if you just you. told me a celeb did this, I would have guessed someone like Kim Kardashian. I think if I was like very famous. I'd, I'd like to have an interesting quirk like this. You would be the you know, like worst famous person. I, f***ing hell. You would. <laughs> Look, it's That's a good job I don't get offended. That's why you time, you know. Uh, it's a good job I don't get offended, because every time I say about anything, you're like, oh, you'd be the worst 
God, no, you would, you'd be the worst. You were stamp collector. You'd be the worst. You have peed. No, you, no, 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 you definitely wouldn't. You would be one of those really irritating famous people. You'd have a PA and they just feel like shit. You just get them to do shit just because no, you're done. No, no, I'm too, no, I, I can't, I can't be, I can't be, I can't really be nasty enough to make that happen. I'd be the type of person that just doesn't take his PA with him. It's like, oh, I'll go along, it's fine. But I would like a weird quirk, though, that no one knows about. Like, I, I don't like looking at the the colour yellow, for instance, and if I see it, I insist that they take the colour yellow away from me. Something like that. I'll think about that before this show really does take you off. You would be that person. Yeah, I think so. But nice, at the same time, so I get away with it. Mm. And I buy everyone a beer, so it's fine. I think that's what I'd go along with. Well, there we go. Nine facts done and dusted for another episode. What have we learned this week? Well, the Pope isn't actually called the Pope. Simpson saves lives and planes are lighter if they are lighter. We are back on Friday with a brand new Connor Explains. Uh, we'll see you then. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. We'll see you Friday. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.